Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. Podcasting. You guys know I love this topic. If you're a podcaster or considering starting a podcast, lean in and get your notes ready. One of the most common questions I hear is how do you get the big names on your show? Now, on this podcast, I've had the lucky opportunity to interview some key people in the marketing world, but let me tell you, it wasn't always the case. We dedicate this episode to how to get the big names and reveal a major new tool that is bridging this need. We bring on Travis Chapel. Travis is the founder and the CEO of Guestio, a new software that connects high-level guests with high-level content creators. Travis is also the host of Build Your Network, where he interviews big name guests. Welcome, Travis. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks so much for having me. Let's get right into it. And this show is, uh, in this particular episode, is for our podcasting fam, uh, our listeners that love uh, to help grow their shows and, and, and get it going. So one of the big questions I always get is, how do you get big names on your show? And you've done very well for yourself with your show. You've gotten some phenomenal names. I'm not going to drop them. People can look at your website. People can go to your podcast to see the big names, but they are big names. How do we get them on the show? Oh, that's a loaded question, man. Um, the, 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 the real answer, the, the answer that nobody wants is that it takes a long time of consistent hard work over a long period. Um, it, obviously, unless you already have some sort of a pre-existing audience or um, influence somewhere else, you know, like if you're a big time author, it's a lot easier to start off getting really great names and building an awesome audience or whatever. But if you're like me and you're starting from scratch and podcasting is kind of the thing that you're using to, um, you know, get the, get your foot in the door, then, um, then yeah, it's a lot of persistent reach out, follow up over a long period of time, um, starting with cold DMS to people that you don't know and, um, getting rejected a lot to getting told no, getting ignored a lot. But then you get the first yes, you know, and then um, and then you get the second yes. And then the third yes is a little bit easier than the first two were. And then the sixth yes is easier than the first five were. And then the twelfth yes is the easier than the first eleven were. And it's kind of like uh, I tell people it's kind of like it's kind of like pushing a snowball, like you're you're trying to build a snowball by pushing it uphill for a really long period of time. And then once you crest to the other side of the hill and you push the snowball over the hill, it starts growing and picking up speed and momentum on its own. And you're just running to catch up to it. Um, and that's kind of kind of the way that I would I would liken, especially your guest lineup. Uh, it has a lot to do with the amount of credibility and authority that you have in the marketplace and the amount of trust that that person has that you're not going to waste their time. Um, that was probably the biggest thing that I figured out pretty early on was that most people didn't really care the number of downloads that I had. The metric that you need to solve for is how do I get this person to understand that I'm not going to be another person that just tries to get some of their time and then waste it uh, because busy people don't like when people waste their time. So uh, one of the metrics that matters is your downloads. If you have a massive show with huge downloads, you can get almost anybody that you want because it's not a waste of their time. By definition, it's not a waste of their time. It brings attention. It brings authority. It brings credibility. It brings traffic. They sell more stuff. Like it is a, it is a good use of their time to be on a show with a lot of downloads. But that's not the only thing that contributes to the equation of whether or not you're going to waste my time. There's also how good are you at interviewing? How prep, how prepared are you for, uh, for the interview? Did you research me a little bit? Do you know uh, like what I'm about? Um, and then also. 
how comfortable do I feel coming on your show? Do you, is, are there other people that you've had on that I recognize that I already trust? Um, there's, there's a, there's a, a plethora of things that go into it. So I started focusing in on that last one. Who are the other people on my show that this person already knows, likes, and trusts that I've already had on that I've built some sort of a pre-existing, at least some sort of a foundational relationship with, um, where where I can kind of piggyback on that trust and credibility that I've earned in this person because of the other people that I've already connected with. And uh, if you've connected with enough people that that person knows, then they're looking at the opportunity going like, well, if it was good enough for so and 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 all the way down the list. Then it's probably good enough for me, and this pro- this person is probably not going to waste my time, or else they wouldn't have been able to get in touch with all these other people that they've already interviewed. Um, somebody along the way would have been like, nah, "No, don't do this," or you know, "I'm this is not a good choice," and then you're not going to continue getting all the people on your show. So, um, the the real answer is it takes a lot of persistent work and effort over a long period of time uh, to to get in the really high quality people that you really want to interview. So, I want to tap into something that you said, which is. Once you get one, it's easier to get the second. Then it's easier to get the third. And while your show is young and it doesn't have the downloads, you can't pull on the lever. Like I didn't probably email you. I don't remember what I said to you to get you on the show or like what I sent you on like LinkedIn or wherever I messaged you at. Like I didn't say, hey, we have 100,000 listeners, right? I probably said like, hey, topic, people on show or something that, you know, got your interest. So I think that's an interesting lever to pull on, right? Is like, you've had other people on the show who are, who are, are noteworthy and you can pull on that for now until your show gets bigger. And if you pull that enough, your show's going to get big because you've been interviewing some big guests and, and, and your audience is going to get, you know, wider and wider and wider. So then you could start le- pulling the lever of the numbers. So I think that that really makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about this. Let's go into this. Um, if you can get date back, I, I can date back. Cause I remember my first big guest, if you will, um, who was your first big guest? How did you get them? And like, what did that do for you? Well, my first big guest was John Lee Dumas and I got him frankly, because I was just willing to pay for it. Uh, I didn't pay him directly to come on my show at the time, but I paid to go to a mastermind, um, that he was putting on at his house in Puerto Rico with like four other people. And uh, it was literally, it wasn't an ongoing thing. It wasn't recurring. It wasn't a long period of time. It was a three-day mastermind in person at his house. There was like five of us down there. And uh, after doing that, I felt comfortable enough being like, hey, man, will you come on my show? (laughs) And since I had paid the money to be at his house in Puerto Rico for the mastermind, he was like, yeah, I'll go on your show. And so that was the first big name. And I used that name to leverage into getting the next couple of of big names like Patrick Bitt-David and um, Ryan Steumann. And, um, and then from there just kind of kept heading in that, in that direction with, you know, the Grant Cardone and Ed Milet and, um, Bradley and a few other people like that shortly, shortly after that, like within the first seven, eight months of having the show. I think you talked about something really interesting. Don't waste their time. Can you, let's talk about that for a second. Let's get into that brain space. What does that look like when we're not wasting their time? Uh, yeah, well, being prepared is the first thing to me. Uh, the if you want if you want bigger name people to kind of open up their network, or um, even if they're not going to make a direct introduction, at least be willing to give you a strong recommendation if somebody reaches out to them and asks them. Uh, it's about being different than all of the other 
you know, shows that have had them on all the other interviewers that ask them questions, trying to dig deep and find better things to talk about deeper, more interesting things to talk about. Um, uh, I think, I think that is directly correlated to that. Um, but what my main, what my main point bring that up is, is that, like I said, I just think people solve for the wrong issue. They're solved. They're, they like people, like people will in their mind, prevent themselves from reaching out to people that they really want to interview because they think they're going to say no, because they don't have a big enough audience. And it was, I remember, um, it was when I was first getting started and I wanted to interview, uh, Kevin Harrington, the first season shark tank guy. Yeah. 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 And he built the whole brand as seen on TV He's a half a billion dollar brand. And, um, basically literally invented the infomercial and, uh, I wanted to have a conversation with him on the show. I reached out, uh, to his team and their first response was reach back out to us when you have, I think it was like a thousand, maybe 2000 downloads an episode or something. So like, it wasn't a crazy metric at the time though. I didn't realize how difficult it is to organically grow an audience to a thousand downloads an episode. I was like, Oh, no problem. I'll do that in three months, you know? And then when it didn't happen, I was like, okay, well, how do I get Kevin Harrington on the show? So I ended up connecting with this guy that was kind of a business partner of Kevin Harrington's and he was putting on an event that Kevin was going to be speaking at. So I interviewed this guy on my show. We got to know each other pretty well. I added some value for him because I sold a few tickets to his event for him just to add value. And then I showed up to the event. He made a direct introduction to Kevin and then made an email introduction to Kevin's team afterwards. And guess what question they didn't ask me? When I got that direct introduction, how many downloads do you have? You know, cause they didn't care. Like he just wanted to know that I'm a quality person that isn't going to waste his time, that we're going to have a good conversation that people are going to be interested in. And it's going to provide good content, uh, for, for him and for our, for our show. That's all he had to know. And so that introduction from somebody that he knew, liked and trusted already that, it, that he was in business with was enough for him to be like, all right, sure, let's do it. And all of a sudden, like that thousand or 2000, whatever the threshold was, that was out the window. It didn't matter. I hadn't hit that yet, but I found a, I found the back door entrance, if that makes sense. Like everybody goes and knocks on the front door and when, when they don't open and it let you in, they just go to the next house. And like, sometimes it's kind of about like, well, if I really want this person on my show, if I really want to get in this house, then like now it's time to put a ladder up to the second story window and like Jimmy the lock open. You know what I'm saying? Like there's another way to get in contact with this person. The front door is not the only way. Um, and uh, especially in anybody that's super busy, there's a gatekeeper that, whose job it is to make sure that nobody makes it through the front door. And so you, you got to get better at making friends with gatekeepers or you're going to have to like search for another way in the house um, because there are ways in the house. You just have to be able to find it. So that's all. I'm, that's what I really, that's like the point I'd like to drive home with the wasting time thing is like, that's the metric you need to solve for, not how many downloads do you have? Although that is a contributing factor to figuring out if they're going to waste your time is not the only one. There's a lot of other ones that are going to allow you to be able to get the result that you want without having to go through the necessary steps that most people are thinking that they have to go through. So this kind of lends itself to this tool that you've built. Cause we talk about like, look, Things are difficult. Things are challenging. You're going to still deal with recording, editing. You still got to deal with all of these things, writing descriptions, launching episodes, cutting them to get, you still got to deal with all that. And I think you've solved for something interesting with a tool that you've solved, that we've solved for what we talked about this on this episode. So talk to us about what you're doing at Guestio and give us a little bit of a insight on it. Yeah. So Guestio was basically a direct 
outgrowth of all of the data that we were getting in from people that we were coaching and teaching podcasting to in our business for we did podcast coaching, consulting and courses and had a membership and all that kind of stuff. And people kept asking about, you know, well, how'd you get in touch with this person? How'd you interview that person? How did you get in, in front of this person? And like I said, the answer is a lot of persistent hard work, work over a long period of time. And the thing is, is like, I'm not even somebody that's like frowning on people for not being willing to do that work that I was willing to do because it took a lot of time. And frankly, if I were running a business the way that I'm currently running a business, I wouldn't have had the time to do all the reach out that I had the time to do back then. It's just that that was like my number one priority for my quote unquote side hustle of a podcast at the time, which was just like my number one priority was interviewing who I wanted to interview. So like in terms of the amount of hours that I was putting in every week, almost all of it was in outreach and interviewing. You know, I was doing three interviews a week from the time that I, from the time that I started the show and all of that outreach and going to events and everything like was all for the same purpose of well, almost like a challenge to myself of like, how many people can I talk to and can I continue to level up the the quality of the person? So my point is in saying that is like, I'm not calling people lazy for not being willing to put in the work. It's just, it's a lot of work. And, uh, and unless it's like a clear priority on your schedule, it's not going to get done. And so we ended up, instead of just saying like, Hey, go do more work. We ended up wanting to build a tool that would make it easier for people to get these things accomplished. And that's kind of how Guestio was born. Uh, so think about Guestio as like a cameo, but for booking interviews with people that you really want to interview instead of having a 30 second happy birthday shout out from your favorite, you know, character or celebrity or whatever, you get a 30 minute interview with that person and you just pay them for it. Cause remember if we're solving for, are you going to waste my time? The other way to know that you're not going to waste somebody's time is if they put a price tag on their time and you pay that price. 100% guaranteed you're not wasting their time at that point because they said, my time is worth X amount of dollars for this half hour interview. If you're willing to pay for it, I'm willing to go on your show. And, uh, and then, and then you can, and then we even have marketing upsells built into it. So if you want to interview a John the Doomers or something, you can pay to interview him on the show, but then you can also pay him to market the show to his audience of people, um, that he has. And so we have this kind of marketing upsell built in for the creator to be able to get more traffic off of the people that they're interviewing if they're a big name. Um, and then recently what we really have been solving for is, uh, getting creators paid is really like really kind of become our main our main focus at, at the time is not is not even necessarily helping shows get better guests but helping guests get on better shows um, and uh, making sure the creator gets paid for that a lot of times and you probably get a lot of these uh, agencies reaching out to you and look I don't have a problem with agencies I think that a lot of them are smart and they saw an opportunity there was a need and they filled that need which is like some podcasters need good guests some guests need to get on good podcasts the guests are willing to pay for it. So we'll go get money from the guests and then we'll go do the work and the heavy lifting of getting them in touch with the podcasters. We'll sell basically our relationships. But ultimately, the thing that they're selling is the audience that the podcaster built. That's the ultimate asset that they're selling in that transaction. And so I kind of got to the point where I was like, well, don't the podcasters deserve to get paid a little bit of something if they're the ones that built the audience? You know what I mean? Like you're the one doing all the hard work to go... Uh, start from something from scratch and build it into something that's valuable enough where people actually hit the subscribe button, listen to an episode of the show. And like, you're the only one not getting paid in this transaction. <laughs> you know, like, like the, the agency has a client, the client pays the agency money to get booked on your show. And then you interview that client and that client, um, you know, uh, promotes their brand and their offer or their book or their course or their, you know, company, and they make money from your audience buying stuff. And then the agency makes money from the client paying them to connect you to them. And then you're sitting there, the only one that actually built the asset, 
not getting paid any of the money. So uh, what we've now been working on as well is the opposite, the reverse side of the marketplace, which is not just guests listing themselves and saying, you can pay me to come on your show, but shows listing themselves and saying, you can pay me to be a guest on my show. Um, and uh, we, we don't look at it really as like, uh, oh, you're paying for to be a guest. It's more like it's more like a sponsored it's more like a sponsored episode, a fully sponsored episode. It's like if if you like, for instance, if you like Guestio, I would rather as a founder be interviewed on your show than buy a 30-second mid-roll ad spot on your show. Because the impressions that we get, though they may be fewer, right? Because I'm not I'm not getting interviewed on five of your episodes. I'm only getting interviewed on one of your episodes. Whereas if I buy ad spots, I'm buying on five of your episodes. So um, the impression count might be fewer, but the impression count is extremely more efficient and much more likely to take action with me because they're listening to me over a course of a 30, 45 minute interview. They're getting to know me. They're getting to like me. They're getting to trust me in a 30, 45 minute conversation with somebody that they already know, like, and trust, which to me moves the needle of my company more than just like you, you jumping on and be like, Hey guys, go check out Guestio. That's Guestio, G-U-S-T-I-O.com and sign up for blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like that is clearly a sponsor. It's clearly a commercial. And a lot of times people skip through them. But if we have a good, valuable, value-added conversation that actually helps people out and they learn something from that, and then they get to know, like me, and trust me a little bit more on this on this interview that we're having, then they go check out Guestio. They're much more likely to take action at that point because they feel like they've gotten to know the founder of the company. So that's kind of what we're kind of helping to promote is like, look, Let's get more sponsored guest episodes. And the cool thing about a guest episode for the creator is that since it's not 30 seconds, it's 30 minutes or 45 or whatever the episode length is, because it's not 30 seconds, uh, the the company or the guest or the the sponsor can afford to pay a higher CPM than they would normally pay to be a sponsor. So we're seeing CPMs around $100 instead of $15, $20, $25 because they're getting a full 30-minute feature on the show rather than a 30-second ad spot on the show. Um, so right now, that's kind of what our focus is, is we're, we're taking applications in for our first group of shows that are going to be able to actually monetize through booking guest sponsors on their show. Um, and plus it creates another piece of content. You know, if you're selling sponsor spots already and somebody buys a sponsored episode, you can do a full sponsored episode and still put your sponsors in that episode because the majority of the episode is a value add conversation like the one that we're having right now. You know what I mean? So, so now we're all about like helping creators get paid for the audiences that they've built. Cause we just think that, you know, there's a lot of people in uh, what I call podcaster purgatory. You know what I mean? It's like that that phase between 200 downloads an episode and 5,000 downloads an episode where it's like you can't quite make a good amount of money from sponsorships because you don't have enough traction. But your show isn't new and shitty. It doesn't suck. So you're just kind of stuck in this area because you don't have a lot of extra money from these other things to put into the growth of your show to get you from 700 downloads an episode to 5,000 so you can start making money on sponsors. Like you don't like you're just kind of stuck there because you're just hoping that one day one of your organic pieces of content is going to take off, go viral and bring in a bunch of traffic. And like that's not a very good measurable growth metric because you don't really have much control over that. So um, we're just like, look, if you're in that kind of weird spot, then start, you know, we like I said, $100 CPM. So if you're if you're at 700 downloads an episode, you're making 70 bucks if somebody buys a guest spot on your show. 
Um, but if you want to do that eight times a month, now all of a sudden you made $600 last month directly from your podcast, which you can then take and reinvest into the growth of your audience. So you can get to the point where you're able to take sponsors or get to the point where you're able to charge more for those guest spots and like actually turn this into a revenue generating system that's in a part of your business or is your complete business if you just want to interview people for a living. So that's kind of the, the big problem that we're, that we're tackling now as well. And we're seeing that people, you know, are generally wanting higher quality guests because they find that they're they can charge more for their other guest spots if they have that credibility from the big name guests. So then they're using the other side of the marketplace. So we're just trying to build this kind of community marketplace that continues to help creators level up the quality of content, thereby leveling up their lifestyle along the way. What can someone get uh, from Guestio? Like, is there a link? Uh, is there a free month? Talk to us. What 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 can someone get if they they were a listener to this episode? I mean, you can be a free user on Guestio forever if you want to be. Um, you can go to guestio.com, sign up for a free account, and browse around all the different people that are on there. Um, the bookings themselves are all paid, uh, but you do not have to like you do not have to be a paid subscriber in order to be a like a Guestio user. Um, you can be a free a free uh, subscriber there, and then you can just browse through the marketplace. If any of them are interesting to you, then you can book them directly um, on the platform. One thing that I'm super excited about is we're releasing. Um, the first version of our pitching platform inside of Guestio. So instead of like doing a direct booking, you can actually pay a much, much smaller amount to pitch somebody. Um, so you still have to pay. I think when you pay, you pay attention. Um, so if you, if there's too many free bookings, then everybody's just going to be sending out mass messages of free shit, which is the same thing that they do on all the other platforms. So um, you still got to pay, but you, instead of paying, you know, 500 bucks to book this person, you can pay five bucks or 25 bucks to pitch them and potentially get the same result without having to pay the full amount to get them on your show or to get on their show. So we're, we're launching the, uh, the pitching, the pitching side of, of the marketplace as well. Um, it's the first version of it is currently already out. So we're just trying to make some iterations to that and some changes to that as we continue to get feedback. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here first Guestio. Check it out. It's in the show notes. Um, if you guys have questions, you can send me DMs, reach out to me. I'm really excited about this platform because I think this is going to change the game. This is going to be how shows really start monetizing from a creator standpoint. So thanks for coming on the show. We definitely want to have you back soon, Travis.